Welcome back to Takis McGinnis Elder Law News Hour. I'm Barbara McGinnis, and in today's episode, we're talking particularly about the opioid crisis and how it affects our seniors and how it affects our families of seniors as well. Right, and I'm Tim Takis, your other co-host, and with us today is Paula Daigle, Program Manager with the Council on Aging to talk about grandparents raising grandchildren. Welcome. Thank you. So tell us how many how many grandparents out there in Tennessee are raising grandkids? In the United States, it's 2.5 million. In okay. the state of Tennessee, it's about 70,000 grandparents raising grandchildren um, that we know of. There's a lot of informal ones where we don't know about, but yeah. the numbers show us about 70,000. 70,000. So what's causing this? A lot of different things. Um, yeah. Sometimes it's the traditional death of a spouse, a death of a child, but traditionally we're seeing an increase in drug addiction and incarceration. By the parents, we're seeing an increase in great-grandparents raising grandchildren um, because the grandparents and the parents can't. So there's a definite connection to the drug addiction and opioid crisis that we're seeing. All right, so what are some of the common hurdles grandparents face raising, um, grand, grand, raising their grandchildren? There's different kinds. There's financial. That yeah. This is not something they had planned. If they're living in any type of senior housing, they'll have to move because mm -hmm. they're not allowed to have children there. And then there's the emotional side of dealing with their senses of failure that maybe their children didn't turn out the way they hoped they would be. There's anger on the children's parts. There's just a lot of mixed emotions. It's not, and for the grandparents, it's not really how they were expecting to end their life or spend their retirement years. Mm -hmm. um, if you've recently been tasked with taking care of your raising now, your children, your grandchildren, whether it's officially or unofficially, um, what information do they need immediately and what sources of support do they have? I think the most important thing is to get a power of attorney and it's called a power of attorney for a minor child and of course you would need to get legal assistance for that. Yeah. Right. But that's really important because that allows you to take the child to the doctor to get their records at school, um, any kind of legal issues that so a who parent signs would that? have. Um, the parent does? The parent, there's types where the parents will sign off on it or you may have to go to court and have a judge right. so release the, those so rights. So literally, so the grandparent becomes the custodial parent. Custodial parent, parent and they'll need that information because a lot of schools won't release that information yeah. or the doctor's offices. Um, there's not, we're working, the Council on Aging, to try to help develop resources, but Family and Children's Services runs a wonderful program called the Relative Caregiver Program and they offer a lot of counseling and support and support support to the grandparents because a lot of them feel like they're the only one, not realizing that there are others out there with the same issues, the right. same feelings to work on. Mm. Okay, so you're with the Council of Aging and so you're seeing a lot of this stuff. So right. what kind of um, custody agreements or custody arrangements are available to grandparents? There's several different kinds. There could be informal where the grandparents just take them on and the parents are involved and it's okay. Uh, there could be legal battles and legal issues and so I would really need to contact a lawyer. There's several different kinds with different layers of parental involvement in the children's mm -hmm. lives. Mm -hmm. So yeah. it would definitely need something that would need to be looked at with a, an attorney. So obviously there's a lot of expenses, not just the the legal expenses, but ongoing expenses. What kind of help for the, for the grandparents? There is not a lot of help um, in terms of sometimes the children can qualify for 10 care and they would need to go through the process for that. Um, if a grandparent's still working, they might be able to benefit from childcare expenses that their companies provide. Um, but unfortunately, there's not quite enough resources out there. Wow, that's kind of 
leaving them out there on, on, is, on their yes, own. Yes. What kind of resource did you bring um, today? The Council on Aging has a, a book that we've put together called Empowering Grandparents, a guide for, ra for grandparents raising children. Okay, so we're going to do one of these. So um, through um, grants from um, okay, our partners and um, Cigna HealthSpring is one of our corporate partners and this book is a guide for grandparents. It talks anything from legal issues. It's called Empowering Grandparents. Yeah, okay, where do you get this guide? Council on Aging at our office. If you, we are in the process of reprinting it. Do you um, have like 10,000 of them? Like uh, the we're getting reprinted okay. with um, help from Cigna HealthSpring and their Home Instead Give 65 campaign. People have donated funds. First, we're in the process of updating it and adding new information. Um, as technology changes, there's a great section in there for grandparents on the different technology and social media and what that is. Different yes. issues with things that have changed with children since maybe you had a baby in your home. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, so all of that's in there and great resources to resources in the community that they could go to for assistance or guidance or information. Mm -hmm. I guess I should have said like maybe 70,000 of these <laughs> is really what you need. It's very they're free, right? They're free and if you okay. call our office, we're hoping to have them back in stock and end of the month, end of August, beginning of September. So if you can give us a call, we'd be glad to get one to you and we're hoping to distribute them through the school systems as well. Oh, that's interesting. So, you know, you mentioned people think they're the only ones. What do you want folks to know about this? I want folks who, do, who, who have friends who are doing it to remember that they still need friendship and support and they may not be able to do as much as they had because of the grandchildren, but they still need their friendships and their support systems and to reach out to those folks to help them and also to other grandparents raising grandchildren. Share your stories, share your feelings, help one another out. I think that's really one important part is kind of that neighbor helping neighbor. Now I can say this is is that this is the Takus McGinnis Elder Care Law Hour and Elder Care Law for us does not include, I mean we represent grandparents right. but we really don't do the domestic right. relations part. You know so most, I, I believe probably most uh, lawyers who do domestic relations work probably can assist grandparents. Exactly. You and know in you the legal issues that they, and if that you they may have. The Legal Aid Society also provides some assistance and if they can't help you they could refer you, you to you an out, appropriate right. lawyer. And certainly as we always say can, people can call our office and we can give them yeah. an appropriate referral. Right. So thank you Paula for being thank here for and me. all your time and thanks for tuning in to this edition of Take Us McGinnis Elder Care Law Hour. Here's uh, Paula's Council on Aging contact information. And I'm your co-host, Tim Takus. And I'm Barbara McGinnis. You can check out our website for links to some of the information and that we've had today. And next time we'll be back and we'll continue to talk about the issues that affect aging, disability, and unexpected illness. Thank you.